Listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. What do we do when we're facing loss but really can't put a face on it or a, can't attach it to something specific when it seems less than tangible? How do we address that? It's particularly when it comes to young people, thinking of all those high school seniors um, who are graduating this year and missing out on so many experiences during their senior year. Well, we're going to talk about that more with our friends from LCMS Youth Ministry. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, DCE Juliana Schultz, Program Manager from LCMS Youth Ministry and author of Am- Ambiguous Loss. It's a, a resource on the Youth eSource website. Lots of great resources there, youthesource.com. Juliana, thanks for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. And I forgot to include in your introduction also uh, co-host of End Goals Youth Ministry <laughs> Podcast right yeah. here in Tokyo. Great podcast, some really good resources, including some very timely resources on um, uh, when you can't meet face-to-face when it comes to youth ministry, some really good stuff there as well. Um, so you and Mark having, uh, Mark Kiesling having a great time with that podcast? We really are. It's been such a great way to communicate with, uh, with youth leaders of, of all kinds of all kinds of congregations to be able to just encourage them to to speak a word of encouragement to to care for them, and then just to give some uh, point them in the direction of some great resources and to talk about important topics for them in healthy youth ministry. So it's been a really fun project, and and a, we hope it's continuing to be helpful for people. Well, you, speaking of resources, you wrote a really great article called Ambiguous Losses on Youth eSource, and we referenced it on Mental Health Monday uh, one week with uh, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. And uh, Ambiguous Loss, I really like how you you summed this up in in this article, really just very helpful. But let's let's start with, with loss that we recognize. You know, how do we typically respond to or care for others when they experience a, a visible or a tangible loss, such as death or a breakup or a divorce, um, something like that, or uh, you know, they, they've they've lost something that's that's really visible to the rest of us. How do we how do we usually respond to that and care for them? Yeah, in the article I, I talk about about funeral sandwiches is kind of the example of that. Uh, just in that, you know, you say that and people instinctively sort of know what that is. Uh, just to be able to know that. Um, typically, when somebody experiences a, a dramatic invisible loss, we have people uh, who come alongside with uh, with food, whether that's sandwiches or potatoes or jello or whatever it is. Um, uh, they, they're bringing those those um, pieces because we know that that person might be struggling with with attending to their own needs. Um, at that point, we're bringing people around them, so people are checking in with them. They're asking good questions. They're they're making sure that they're taking time to come over and listen and sit with that person. Um, oftentimes, we have uh, moments where we commemorate that. So thinking about a funeral or a memorial service um, where we have space and time to both um, mourn and to celebrate what God uh, has done. 
in those moments. And so uh, typically when we have this very visible upfront kind of loss, we have all of these pieces in place to help that person think through, walk through, to recognize uh, a loss that somebody has. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've talked about uh, like casserole uh, things mm. also like that, that same kind of, kind of thing where, you know, when it's, when it's something you can see some, some event that you experience uh, there's, there tends to be a, a different way to handle that. How does that compare to what our teens and, and young people are experiencing right now? Uh, the, the things that the losses that they're experiencing right now? Yeah, they are experiencing a, a level of ambiguous loss. I'm not sure many people uh, have experienced up until this point, although this kind of ambiguous loss happens all the time uh, for people. It's um, But there's not anybody who's um, holding space for that. <laughs> it's not anybody that uh, that is... Uh, sometimes those days or times uh, pass by. Uh, we don't even stop to, to recognize them, maybe in the busyness of what we're doing. Or when we do, we're not really sure what our response should be. Uh, in part because, you know, as a part of a pandemic, we're being responsible, we're doing the right thing. It seems like the right choice. And, and to grieve that somehow feels like, <laughs> like it's not. So there's a push and pull there. Um, because you know we want to do the right thing, protect people, keep people safe, but also, um, does that mean that I can't feel bad about this thing that I lost? Um, and even just uh, thinking about not just the loss of events, of seasons, of proms, some of those you can mark, but just the loss of community that friends have within a high school, <laughs> sitting in class together, um, both young and and high school students, or um, college students who have been forced to come home and out of an environment which has very specific ways in which it supports its students um, to now be separated from that. Um, it's hard to put a finger on, a face on, and name on what those losses look like and what they're supposed to feel like and what we're supposed to do about them. Yeah, it's not like there's a, a specific greeting card for it. And, and <laughs> We, you, someone mentioned earlier, like the, the no casserole thing. I think that was a conversation we had last year on mm -hmm. mental illness. It was, yeah. a, it was the no casserole illness, uh, mm -hmm. mental illness, because the, it's not as tangible. We don't always see it. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of invisible. So uh, we don't necessarily bring casseroles over or um, we don't necessarily know how to care for someone when we can't really put our finger on what is it that they're really experiencing um, but what can we, what can we do to be helpful? I mean, I know some of us will say, well, there, there might be, there might be other events or might be other opportunities. So you missed out on the, you know, the, the season, um, the, the spring season, the track season, cross country season, uh, baseball or spring theater or something like that, but there'll be other opportunities down the road. It's not that bad. Is that really helpful? <laughs> I, I would say probably not. And and I think this is particularly happens when adults are talking to teenagers who are experiencing this because um, as somebody in their 30s, I'm going, oh, well, I mean, prom was important, but was it really that important? <laughs> like in the scheme of things, like I don't even know if I could find my prom pictures. Like, so for me, the significance of that moment has diminished over time, right? My last swimming season, I don't know. 
I mean, it happens, but like, <laughs> but but for seventeen or eighteen year old Juliana, that was the world. It was it was significant. There were um, plans and anticipation um, and an importance put on that. Um, and so looking at that and being like, well, you know, oh, don't worry. In five or ten years, this won't make a difference. Well, maybe. Maybe it will be less of a hurt, you know, five or 10 years from now. Uh, but right now, this really hurts. There's there's pain, <laughs> there's mourning, there's hurt attached to that. Um, and so making sure that we're not diminishing that, um, but we're allowing young people to feel their feelings <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and to identify those feelings, to know what they are and to feel them and to know that they're valid, especially in a time of, of mourning and, and, um, supporting them through that. I think another way is 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 constantly reminding them of of God's faithfulness, right? <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. in these times uh, that we have a God who walks with us, who who knows pain, who knows loss. Um, especially in this Easter season, that that God is with us, um, and that God is walking through this painful time with us. Um, that kind of faithfulness. Um, does help reorientate that loss back to the cross and, and what God's done. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's something very powerful and uh, and freeing um, in validating those emotions and talking about them and uh, and not shoving them down or pushing them aside just because they don't seem as important as you know staying safe in a in a pandemic might seem. Like there's still there is still pain and there is still grief during these times. And especially for young people, uh, making sure that they know that it's okay to feel those things and it's okay to have that grief and to, to work through it, uh, can be very powerful and hopefully, um, helps shape them into, into more resilient adults down the road. So you mentioned a few things. What are some more things that we can do to be helpful to young people? I would say check on them, have those conversations. So just like you would want to be checking in with somebody who's experienced a much more visible loss or a much more obvious loss, um, be sure you're asking them questions. How are you feeling about this? Uh, What is, what is, how are you um, staying connected um, in spiritual practices or uh, with other people? How is your mental health um, going right now? Um, don't be afraid to talk about it. I think people, much like other kinds of grief, we, we think oh, if I bring it up, it's going to be more painful. Like they're, they're thinking about it already. <laughs> so just, and, don't be, and, and I think for teenagers, especially, I, I see this a lot in Gen Z. They, they have a tendency to kind of blow off pain with some sarcastic humor. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what, what uh, social media has taught them to do is to like kind of make a joke out of it. And, um, and so, uh, don't be kind of thrown if their first response is just to sort of kind of blow it off or pass it off with humor. Uh, be sure to come back to them and let them know that, that you're there to walk with them. Uh, and and I think helping them to name that um, mm. and then finding ways to celebrate. So um, it's not the same. It's not going to replace their season. It's not going to replace their graduation. It's not going to replace their prom. But what are ways that we can celebrate? Um, even in current situations that are going to allow us to um, to bring some closure to those things, to celebrate what we can, um, to affirm our relationships uh, with one another. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some colleges that are putting off graduation until August and they're saying, but we still want to do it because it's such an important moment. Or 
um, teachers who are traveling to hundreds of students to be able to kind of put a sign in their yard and and tell them they're proud of that that person's accomplishment. So finding ways that that you can recognize that, and in the same breath saying like it's okay if if this just doesn't feel right. Um, I think a lot of times with ambiguous loss, one of the problems is that we don't um, <laughs> we don't identify it, and so then the feelings that come with it are sudden and problematic. We're not really sure why we're feeling them. So the more we're able to identify them and 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 think through that, the, the easier it's going to be to manage them. Hmm. And I, I've seen a lot of uh, caring adults who care for youth, whether they're youth leaders or or DCEs or, or pastors, teachers, a lot of teachers who have been really going above and beyond to show yeah. that that love um, and that compassion to our young, um, to our youth and our young adults during this time. So kudos to all of you who are who are doing that. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing and Absolutely. showing that love of Christ. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour today. And uh, and um, folks, keep checking out. If you haven't checked out already, check out End Goals as well. And uh, this article, Ambiguous Loss, is on youthesource.com. Um, other great stuff from uh, folks like Juliana there at Youth Esource, other DCEs and youth leaders, pastors, lots of um, great folks writing some really helpful resources, including a whole section for the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, resources there as well. Juliana Schultz, DCE and Program Manager for LCMS Youth Ministry. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>